sacred scripture affirms that husbands and wives are created for one another. They are counterparts for each other. They are equals to each other. They are mutual helpmates. They are flesh of the same flesh and bone of the same bone. They are suitable partners for one another and cooperators with one another in love, holiness, and bringing other human beings to life and to birth. Both man and woman are created by God and so created in the very image and likeness of God. Both are formed out of the clay of the ground by the hand of God, as is all of creation on earth, in the heavens, and throughout the cosmos. Of the mutual love of husband and wife, the Church teaches that it is an image of the absolute love with which God loves us and indeed all of creation. And at the same time, this love has the mark of the spousal love of Christ for his Church. At the heart of the Pharisees' question to Jesus about marriage and whether it is lawful for a husband to divorce his wife was the real reason for their question and the sentiments of their heart, soul, mind, and will. It had little, if anything, to do with Moses, Torah, or God, or for marriage itself, for that matter. St. Mark tells us of their intentions in four simple little words. They were testing him. It did not make much difference whatever Jesus responded to their question. Their purpose was to test him and trap him, to get something to use against him, and if in his own words, all the better, to discredit him, to silence him, to turn the people against him, and eventually to kill him. Moses, the lawgiver, the leader, and the deliverer from slavery in Egypt, was held in great esteem. Taken in tandem with Torah and tradition, Moses was seen as the voice and the will of God, and the following of Moses and obedience to his teaching was the way leading to eternal beatitude, to God and to heaven. So if Moses permitted divorce, it must be okay. It had to, in fact, be the will of God, the people reasoned. That is not the case, we are told. It is not the will of God. Moses permitted divorce, Jesus tells the Pharisees, due to the hardness of their hearts. This was not part of God's divine plan for creation. From the beginning, we are told, what God has joined together, no one must set asunder. The love of spouses 
in the sacrament of matrimony grows continually in their communion through daily fidelity to their marriage vows of total mutual self-giving and self-sacrifice. It encompasses forgiveness, tenderness. It seeks the welfare of the other first and foremost. It brings the 13th chapter of St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians to life. It enfleshes a life emulating Jesus Christ. The love of husbands and wives shares in the mystical and divine nature in that it is an image or reflection which exists between Jesus Christ and his church. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Wives, love your husbands as Christ loves the church, St. Paul exhorts. That is, wholeheartedly, generously, without grumbling or self-seeking, in total self-giving, and forever. Jesus Christ, the source of grace in holy matrimony, perfects and blesses the couple's love for one another. He strengthens their unity, helps them to attain holiness of life, and endows them with the grace for the task of welcoming, raising, and educating their children. During the marriage ceremony, the priest invokes God's blessing upon the rings which husband and wife give to one another as a sign of their love, fidelity, and commitment, all reflecting God's divine plan. In the free exchange of their consent and intentions, husbands and wives forsake all others. They pledge to live in the present reality with their spouse and family, not in a fantasy world of some sort with imaginary others or with what could have been or with an escape plan. They cooperate with God in faith, obedience, hope, and love, regardless of what the future may bring, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness, in health, until death. They pledge to hear, to consent to, and to do the will of God in all things and at all times for the good, holiness, and salvation of one another and their children. During this month of October, Respect Life Month, let us pray then for married couples and their families. Let us pray also for those couples who are preparing to enter into marriage. And let us thank God for his life, which he so generously and lavishly shares with us all.